What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you find work in any industry with just one interview at Express. You have a connection to endless jobs, whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job. Choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit expresspros.com today to find a location near you. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond, but at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Wind Down with Janet Kramer, an iHeartRadio podcast. Last week. Uh oh. Not in the new house. Oh, good. <laughs> Why do I always feel you like I've done so something nervous. wrong? I don't know. What is that? There's Why? some sort of ambush thing I'm always waiting for with you two, I think. <laughs> that wasn't Why even is planned. That? I don't know. We can dig deeper with Amy maybe <laughs> and have a group sesh. Interesting. Because you're, I'm like, you're like, am I, I, I was thinking you were going to say, am I fired? Or am I oh, this no, or am I that? I'm never worried about that because we're friends forever. So yeah, I'm like, yeah. if I'm not on the podcast, it's, it's like, fine. I'll be sad because I love everyone. But I'm also like, that's fine. Right. Yeah. I mean, not in a way where I'm <laughs> <She's> ungrateful. Very- <laughs> I just, fun. the bottom can fall out in radio anytime. And since sure. I did radio, I think I'm just always ready for that. Yeah. You know? It's funny because I'm the girl that's like, don't send me a dot, dot, dot. Like if she sends, if I get a dot, dot, dot on the text, I'm like, and I'm fired. <laughs> no. Oh, I don't like it when Jana goes, hey, are you around in 10? Oh, I'm yeah, like, I think oh. we talked about that mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, Oof. and I did it to Kat. But I'm also the same human with that too. So I, girls, I get it. Yeah, I'm constantly like, "What did I do wrong?" Sorry, my bad. Okay, yes. Yeah, so this is the last. I gotta tell you though, I've really loved staying in this cottage. It's adorable. It's a two bedroom, one bath. The only issue is. You guys, this is so embarrassing. Oh no. Oh, pooping. Yeah. 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 I didn't realize there was one bathroom. Tell me, can we do we have do we have a minute to talk about number have, two with the number one girls? Yes. What? Okay. <laughs> so what? this is always tricky to me because I feel like Okay, so like I oh first of all, in order to go, I'm just gonna we're just gonna what are we gonna call it? Skid Mark Kramer? No. <laughs> no. That no. sounds like there's a story there. There's a story that's vaulted for a few of us. Yeah. Um, no, I feel like I can't comfortably go to the bathroom unless there's like at least like two locked doors between me and the other whoever mm. oh. is next in my house. Right. I don't even lock the door. So this is my question. So when you poop? No. The door's is, closed. Has Nick ever seen you poop? I mean, maybe, but it's really? not like I'm saying like 
maybe somehow accidentally like a grunt phase are you (laughs) are you in the middle of grunt phase no i'm just saying that i have a couple of supplements we could use to get you out of that no i highly doubt it but i mean i'm sure at some point like in a hotel you know i just like in the hotels they have like clear doors a lot like there's got to be why do they do that that's my worst nightmare i feel like you guys know was like that yeah um anyway i don't lock the door no like, I can't even go when the three of us are out traveling, and you guys are, like, a safe, cozy place for me. My uh, body none of is, us like, do. Not until everybody leaves the room and gives turns their keys into me. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Jana's like, hey, guys, I need y'all to talk, and I need you to talk real loud. And, and then, then she goes go in. in this is how fast it is. Jana goes in, closes the and door. And she comes right back out. Jana opens the door, and she's all done. Yep. The thing is, though, is that I don't, the I think, and I don't know what it is, but the most uncomfortable thing, even when I'm, like, in a restroom and someone does like a like oh. <laughs> are we well, 10 no, I know. it's awful but I'm like I'm like sorry girl that sucks I you know, know. Like I feel bad for the person but so are you but that's why here. I'm always like talk loud whatever Alan like puts on a shower like he, he'll he'll like Rest run the water it, it, in the small thing like he usually goes upstairs like I kind of got when he moved into the last <laughs> house I kind of got what he was doing like he'd go upstairs and he'd be like oh, I'm just making the kids beds because he's so cute he like makes the kids beds but I'm like no I think now you're just going up there like that's your like <laughs> that's his time that's his you're you're going up there to poop yeah you're making the kids bedroom. beds and dropping the kids <laughs> off of the pool is that what you're up to Sweet does it Ellen. take him a while and does that piss you off since it takes you two seconds oh no so I don't even really know like I know when he does go because again, he'll turn the thing on or he'll go upstairs like in the other houses. But here it's like, you can just tell because it's like, again, it's maybe a 900, no 800 square foot little little cottage we're in right now. And so, but when I have to go, so I still like will dry heave to like smells and stuff. Oh no. And so, <laughs> do you dry you to your own? Don't let this come up. Well, obviously, because it's disgusting. Like, but, but it's like, your I own can't. Body. It doesn't matter. I can't even like hmm. any like. Even the other day, um, Alan tried to kiss me, and like the, his like moisturizer smell, like it smells, just really mm. get me. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I feel that. I like have to like run out of the bathroom, you know. But then I have to forget to like go back and check that like all things went down. <laughs> oh no! And then he said the other day, he's like babe, did you use the bathroom? I was like, no, one of the kids went before. <laughs> and he's like, definitely. And you don't even know you. why he's asking. He's like, really? Because the kids haven't been here in two days. That's he's weird. like, he's like, I got them ready this morning. I was like, yeah, well then, then when, then Jace had to run back in to go to the bathroom. And I was like, why is it so hard to be like, yeah, I totally took a dump and I forgot to like go back in to make sure nothing was like still there. I know it is interesting, especially because like we have babies. I know. I'm like, it I'm doesn't bother me that much. Like, I've, like Preston has legitimately seen me deliver three babies and I'm still like, uh, lock that door and don't come over here. I know. Sorry guys. This is like, <laughs> but it is a real thing and I don't understand why. Exactly. Why? Because we could go, I mean, during the heyday, I could just be in the middle of a field and go pee if I needed to, you know? Mm. I think it feels less sexy. I'm like, I don't want oh. him to see like... Because <laughs> it is. Because it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's also human, just like periods and everything else. But anyways. Yeah. so But I still don't want anybody to see that either. Having said all of that, as much as I love this place, I cannot wait to go have a separate bathroom oh. for moments like this. Yeah. He the can have his own poop like bathroom. This. You can have your own poop bathroom. Yeah. And then guess what? What? Easton's coming next week. I heard. Because I didn't know that Easton was coming and I got a surprise FaceTime. Uh Aw. He was with Preston in LA 
And he goes, I'm coming to see you. And I said, wait, what? It's like Easton Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's coming. He's going to set us up. We're going to have a whole new look. So next time you see us, we're going to have a whole new look. Should we like start getting dressed for this? No. Okay. <laughs> this is what I like Today's about not you, Chris. Talk not to me to after. <laughs> no. Talk to me. Pose, baby. I'm like, are we going to have a real set? And now we should actually look the part? Because I roll in I can't here looking like Aaron running stay-at-home mom. No, but we're going to have, like, it's going to be like, we're really going to just make it look good, y'all. We're going to have a nice big TV that we can see. And we're not staring at this little, you know, it's going to be like, <laughs> like we're going to have like proper. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. I do miss the ring light. <laughs> can I just say <laughs> that really pretty light that we had at your house? We'll get something. I was like, we're probably girl. still going to need yeah. Even yeah. a flashlight we'll would feel better, I think. Just a little something. <laughs> But anyways, oh, you guys, I just got my results. Hold on a second. I didn't open it yet. Of what? My test results. Did I pass the glucose oh. test? Oh. Didn't you fail? I failed. Uh, one of my kids, I think the last one, I failed the first one, but then passed the second one. So okay. I was never. I failed one. I failed Only one. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you? Okay, and it well. went back and it was fine, but it's yeah. so gross. But and the then when you have to go back, is awful. you're there for like all day. Oh, it's awful. All right, drum roll, please. You passed. It's not loading in this little cottage. <laughs> no. In the little cottage oh, that I could. So, uh, oh, great. I passed. Oh, great. You don't have to go drink it That's and rent news. the space That's for a full fun. day. Because she goes, well, the problem was, is I, they say fasting, you don't have to fast but that you should have low sugar mm-hmm. going into it. But the only thing that helps my belly is orange juice and peaches. Which is going to make you fail that yeah. test. Right. So I'm like, okay, I don't want to throw up. Had the kids that morning. Alan was doing his thing. Um, and so then I'm like, I was starting to feel really sick. So I'm like, I'm just going to take baby sips of OJ. And then I'm going to have, I, I went to Whole Foods and got a zero sugar because they're like just low sugar. Mm-hmm. So I got a zero sugar Catalina Crunch cereal. So okay. then I started munching on that. And then like three hours before I didn't have anything, but she's like, did you fast? And I go, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Did she immediately know you were lying? Uh, I don't know. But she I was think like, a lot of times they just want you to uh-huh. say what they need you to say. And they understand that you at your third baby know what you need to do. Yeah. So then I'm like, okay, if I fail, I'm going to just call my doctor and be like, so I had a whole gallon of orange juice. <laughs> Anyways, so we have a guest today coming on. Uh, I love the show. I watched the show, Selling Sunset. You got me into the show. I love it. And I love Amanda. She's probably one oh, of my favorites. Same. But I'm also... How do I say this? I feel like she's got so much that she wants to say, but doesn't say. Yes. Mm-hmm. When it comes to like her past relationships. And then it's like, I could see her eyes working in moments like when Chriselle and um, Nicole are having their yeah. issue. I feel like she holds it together really well. But at the same time, I'm like, if she, if she, I, if she was to unleash, I'd want to listen. Cause she's probably has a lot to say. Yeah, and I always wonder if it's just because she's like single mom in it and she's just trying to like, you know, keep it together because of her kids or if that's just her personality or, you know, I'm all I am very curious about that. But you also You should ask her that. What do you want to ask her? That, but also I feel like if you were on the other side of it, and I love this about her though, it's not a negative thing, like I'd be terrified. Oh, for sure. You know, like in a good way. Yeah. Like, like she's a badass, you want her but on like your I side. want her on my side. 
waiting well, to erupt. She's in the waiting room. So I uh, let's just get her on. Okay, <laughs> let's do it. Hey there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. So I've recently got some boots in the mail that I had to try because I'm a boot girl. I love boots, but wow, I'm never going back to Kova's you guys. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. Tacova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by our local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather and custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's Tacovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. Hold on. Hey. Oh, you yeah. are. I just love you. Cute. Look at you. Oh, God. Thanks. I don't feel cute. I will take that. Receive I it. Take- I just learned something okay. the other day. A therapy? Is anybody? No, this is actually from a neighbor. Okay, so I'm not good at taking compliments. No. Me either. I'm like, (laughs) yeah, it's like weird. But my husband, it's like kind of been a thing for him. He's like, how come your girlfriends will be like, oh, you look so cute? And I'm like, oh, thanks, girl. I needed to hear it, you know? But if he says it, I'm like, ugh, yeah, you know? So the other day, my girlfriend said that if you say, you, if somebody gives you a compliment, you're supposed to go, received. 
And it like makes it kind of like joke. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> it like makes it a joke. If nobody can yeah. see me when they listen to this, but it's like you have to like bring your hand in like you grabbed something. And I just feel like that's just not going to work for me. <laughs> I feel like my kids would be like, what are you doing? You just get weirder. Every, <laughs> <laughs> yes. every day you get weirder. Like today I was taking my kids to school and my son had like a little bit of a it's the second week of school. They started last Wednesday. It's the second week of school. I'm going to call him out right now. I've already gotten a call from the principal. <laughs> oh, no. Wait, how old, are, how old are the kids again? So my son's 12 and my daughter's 13. So okay. seventh and eighth. My, and they're both amazing kids. Sure. But it's just, I don't know if you guys have boys, girls, one of each, both. None, All the above. All. <laughs> like everybody's trying to warn me like, oh, your daughter's a teenager now. She's probably sassy and rolls her eyes. And I'm like, She's like the perfect child. <laughs> she's like, that's she's great. The perfect child. And my son's a great kid, but it's just, he's a boy. Like there's something missing. There's just <laughs> a law team because that's what we're missing. <laughs> we're missing like a whole, it's the same. Like we need a legal team for my son and he's only five. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a long way to I go. I went in my son's room today after, so well, back to the weirdness on the way to school today. Cause like I kind of went off on him on the way home from the school yesterday. I was like, not going to say anything. I was going to, I was like, just wait until you get home. Don't say in front of Noah. Noah's my daughter. Don't talk about what happened. And it wasn't like a huge big deal, but it was like, it was a phone call the second week of school. And I'm like, really breaker? Like already? And it was like something minimal, but I couldn't hold it in. It was like, what? And diarrhea of the mouth. And then this morning on the way to school. How fitting for our early conversation. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) diarrhea. Go ahead. (laughs) I felt bad about it. And I was like, I like put my hand to the backseat and I was like, breaker. It's like, and he takes my hand. I'm like, are we going to have a good day today? And he's like, yeah, try to have a good day. (laughs) 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 Hold my hand. I don't know why. Hold my hand. It just felt right. And he was just like, okay, yeah. And so if I do this and receive compliments, there's <laughs> like a patchouli necklace and crystals in my hands at all times away from just like totally losing all hope in anything except for spirituality. Anyway, I, I asked my uh, 14 year old son the other day, I said, hey, Caden, do you want to talk about your feelings? And he looked at me and he goes, feelings? And I was like, OK, never mind. And there's that. <laughs> it's Pass. kids, you know. <laughs> So how, how long have you been single mom in it for? Well, technically, since they were one and two, that's when I got a divorce. Mm-hmm. But like, since baby daddy like disappeared from the face of the earth, four years. <sighs> yeah. So for seven years, I was, you know, it was a week on and a week off. So I didn't. Now I'm like, did I ever call myself a single mom? Because <laughs> that, that felt way different. Mm-hmm. Um you know, you got, I got a break. I got a one week break at least to like do all my stuff, work extra hard, go out with my friends. And then suddenly like overnight, it was like, oh, just kidding. It's all on you. So that was four years at the end of August. Um, Yeah. How was that with the kids? Like telling them like, Hey dad, it was, I brutal. can't even imagine. I mean, first, yeah. You know, they were shoot. My, my daughter was about to turn 10. Cause that was a big deal. It was like, they had been talking about her double digit birthday and it was like mm-hmm. leading to, so she was almost 10. And then I guess my son was eight. Um, you know, at first it was like, I mean, I still have no idea. 
like literally no idea what happened other than he filed a paper with the court at one point saying that he just couldn't do it anymore. And he like relinquished all rights and responsibilities. Um, but for like a year and a half before I knew that paper existed, it was, you know, I got a book called when the brain breaks and talked about how your brain can get sick, like your body can get sick and maybe daddy's brain is sick right now. And he's needs time to heal his brain so that he can come back and be the daddy that, you know, he is. And, you know, that went on for like a couple months. And then it was like, it was brutal. Like at, at the beginning, if one of them wasn't crying themselves to sleep at night, the other one was, and then I would go to bed and cry myself to sleep. And this was just like a cycle for, you know, that was like for a few months of just like trying to answer questions that I didn't know the answers to. And then they just sort of stopped asking, but obviously I would always check in. We still check in. We still talk about it. They have a talk doctor, you know, and they talk about their feelings <laughs> and, um, it's just, we've kind of settled into this new reality. You know, we've had four years to just accept it. Um, it doesn't get any easier, like emotionally when I think about it, but, um, I think they're doing better than me, to be honest. I think they're so kids are so resilient. I mean, everybody always says that, but I think as parents, we take on like all their feelings, like, Oh my God, they must be feeling this, this, and this. And I don't think that they really feel as bad about a lot of the stuff as like, I think that they do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so then you just, you know, you kind of interpret like what you think that they're feeling and then it just makes you feel like crap. <laughs> I can't even imagine that piece. And I, that's whenever I do watch the show too, I'm always just like, I, I just, you're so authentic and being the single mom and it, everything that you have to juggle. I almost think like when I look at you and I see the other girls problems, it's almost like in my brain, if I was you, I'd be like, you girls don't even understand half of like what a, a problem is when you're trying to, and like that piece, I can't even imagine like how you close your, you don't, you don't say that, uh, you know, a lot. And it's like, you, you really hold your composure when you can be like, you have no idea what hard looks like and you're, what you're having to do for your kids and you, and then holding that unknown space for, for your family. Like that's gotta be so hard. Yeah. It's pretty hard. I mean, you're right. Like a lot of the, there's other single moms on the, on sure. the show. Like Nick Cannon's. Situations, mm -hmm. Yeah. Their situations are a little different. Like, yeah. Um, and I adore Brie. I like, sure. I really do adore Brie and she's a really good mama. Like, you know, I could tell in two seconds, like she was, I didn't want to like her. <laughs> like I was like, this is my, <laughs> this is my, my, uh, yeah, my seat, my season, season, I guess. Yeah. Season six. I was like, there's this new girl and she's a brunette and she's pretty and she's a real estate agent. And she's got this kid and she's a single mom. And I was like, she's going to come in here and act like we have so much in common and we have <laughs> nothing in common. She has one kid. She's got a baby daddy that probably gives her all this money. And like, I just was like ready to not like somebody because that's like my thing. I like everybody. And then I'm like, Oh, it's the mediator. And I'm like, like the voice of reason. And I was like, I need to like stir some shit. Up. <laughs> and it didn't work. She walked in and like in two seconds after everybody was like asking her a million questions and she just took it like a champ and like her situation is her situation. She's very happy with it. And I could tell him that she loved her son. And I was like, crap, <laughs> I really yeah. like her. But we, but saying all that to say, we still have nothing in common except for that. We both have, we're not married to the people that we had our kids with. Like I'm not getting Lamborghinis for my birthday. I'm, right. you know, I'm, I don't get child support from the missing man 
in the world. Um, she's a really good mom, but yeah, it's kind of hard because, you know, you, everybody's expected to like dress the same, like, you know, we have to dress super cool and we got to always look great and we've got to be on time. And that's <laughs> a big one for me. And everybody's like <laughs> selling tons of houses and doing all. And I'm like, I can barely even like decorate my own house and I can barely get myself out the door. Like it's just, and then people are complaining about like the most random stuff to me that it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. You guys have no idea. Like come over for just three days, just mm -hmm. spend three days at my house and like walk in my shoes. And you'd be like, oh, this is, this is like no joke. So going through everything that you've gone through and, you know, the, they, there was, um, my therapist always says like your body holds a score. So people that have been in abusive relationships or traumatic relationships or situations that things that you've gone through that, that stress causes, I mean, it, one of, um, a girlfriend of mine whose husband also cheated on her and had just been years of like, you know, working through that. And she's been in the program like for SNN that she got cancer like and she they think this distress of you know everything that you're going through so i'm curious like do you think that because you've had a lot of health issues do you think that comes from all the stress that like your body has had to hold and carry i do actually and and thank god i didn't have cancer i had a huge cancer scare last year um and it wasn't cancer but i ended up having something else that almost killed me over the summer and it's it was still to this i just had a follow-up my follow-up appointment one of my follow-up appointments yesterday with the spine surgeon and um he's still like this is i was only the second patient in the history of his practice of all his medical school of cedar sinai that had this type of blood infection that got to the location that it got to on my spine it was like, there's two, me and somebody else. And this other person was way older, like in their seventies. This is like a disease that people don't normally get that are just for all intents and purposes, healthy, younger, younger ish, <laughs> you know, people, um, a lot of people that do like a lot of intravenous drugs because it comes from, it can come from like a foreign object. Like if you get a lot of like IV treatments or you're getting a lot of needle, like, um, a lot of older people that get dialysis get it obviously none of the above you know i didn't fit the mold for any of those things they have no idea where i got this bacterial infection that ended up being all through my body and my blood and then sitting on my spine and it was literally eating my spine deteriorating my the vertebrae of my spine and i i have you know a therapist and a spiritual therapists and psychics and witches and warlocks and gurus. I like have a whole team of people that I talk to. And um, one of the things that one of the psychics was like, you know, before I even went into the hospital, before we knew exactly what it was, it was sort of like she envisioned this just mass of toxic trauma, basically like sitting on my spine. And I was like, that feels so like that could totally be it just like all the trauma from not just from like my divorce and my children's father situation just like my life in general from the time I was a kid I've had a lot of traumatic experiences and I really felt like it just had sort of just festered in this like disease and so now that it's gone I'm hoping that 
everything is going to change and I get to be the woman that I've always wanted to be and things are just going to only look up. Um, but yeah, I really do believe that because like, where else was it? And it just feels like that makes so much sense. It was just bacteria and just like all waiting in my spine. The one thing that you need to like hold the weight of the world on your shoulder is like to carry everything. Well, it is not lost on me that it's literally like you're the backbone of your family and that whatever you're carrying is on your backbone. So that's interesting. But also, yeah. like, walk me through, like, how did you even know anything was happening? Like, what? I mean, I know that you thought you had, like, a back pain, but how many days yeah. does that go through? Like, how do you all of a sudden go, okay, I need to get to someone? Because I think as mothers, we kind of, like, put our health off for as long as we possibly can. I put it off way too long. In fact, I... So I had, we had, you know, we'd been filming the season seven, we finished filming and then I had like all these plans, like we've got all this new furniture that was coming to the house and we've got all these plans for summer and we're going to go on vacation and like all the stuff that you don't get to do when you're, you know, working, 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 the kids are in school. And literally like about two weeks after filming, I just, I, I was at Mary's house one night, everything was fine. We were like decorating her house. I woke up the next day. I couldn't get out of bed. Like I couldn't step out of bed my back hurt so bad and I was like I just thought my back had gone out you know like maybe I'd moved some furniture too much or like something and so but I literally couldn't step I was like was holding on to like the dresser to like kind of limp to the bathroom um and then I stayed in bed like two days with that I ended up having a doctor come to my house and and was like yeah your your back is out so I had to get like a doctor's excuse for like some interviews and stuff that I couldn't make too couldn't make it to that went on for like a couple of weeks. It was like, I could limp around, but it wasn't like, like I could still, I was still mobile ish. Um, long story short about, a, it was like a month of this. Well, the first time, actually, let me rewind about eight days into that. I went to the emergency room at a different hospital. I won't even mention it because now it's like interesting that they did a MRI and they sent me home and said I was having a back spasm and they gave me steroids and ibuprofen and like muscle relaxers. So I went home with all of that and it got better for about a week, not better, like great, but better enough to get around. And I thought, okay, it's just a back spasm. Like it's going to work its way out. And then it got really, really bad to the point that I couldn't get off the couch. Like I had an assistant at the time and she was like, you know, having to cook for the kids and she would have to help me up to go to the restroom. And I just, yeah, I don't know why I didn't go back to the hospital. I just, in my head thought it was a back spasm. I'd never had it before. So I thought it would eventually like, you know, work its way out. And then I thought, well, maybe it's something more. Maybe I have like a slip disc or like a bulging disc or something. So I had a chiropractor come to my house and he would touch my back in one spot and it would like lock up in another and he would touch it. In a, and he was like, I can't work on you. I don't know what's going on, but your body is spazzing because it's protect it's normally because it's protecting something something more serious you need to go get like an mri and so that's when um i went to get an mri at like an imaging center and they told me they saw a, a giant mass at the bottom of my spine and they thought it was a tumor and so they said to go to cedar sinai like right away and get a scan and within like 24 hours i couldn't walk so i couldn't even i couldn't i had to call a friend to come over to my house I couldn't get off the couch to get into the car to go to Cedar Sinai. I was crawling for two days. I crawled from my sofa to the kid's bathroom. This is closer than my bathroom. And my friend came over and she was like, 
like, what are you doing? Like I was in the most pain I've ever been in, like literally like biting the pillow on the couch, like screaming in pain at night. And she was like, if you don't, if you're not ready by nine 30 tomorrow morning, I'm calling the ambulance. Like, this is crazy. And I don't know. I think back now I'm like, yeah, how, how did I let it get to that much pain to where I like literally couldn't walk? I was crawling, but you just, I just kept feeling like it was going to get better. And, you know, and so I went to Cedar sinai and that was on June 2nd and they, they did a scan and they admitted me that day. Like I didn't go home until July 3rd. I was there for 31 days. So they did the scan and they, they too thought it was a tumor. I took my scan that I had gotten from the, you know, from the imaging center and they looked at it and they were like, we need to do like a, a different type of scan. And they did it. And they, and the doctor, the spine, the guy that ended up doing my spine surgery, Dr. Kim, he didn't come in and talk to me the first day because he thought that it was like a massive tumor and he was going to have to like talk about that. And so he waited for the blood results. Cause they were like, maybe it could be infection. And it ended up being like this massive bacterial infection that was all through my blood. So they started me on intravenous antibiotics immediately. Um, and yeah, for 31 days, I was on every four hours, I was getting intravenous antibiotics. When I was released from the hospital, I had a pick line. I still had, I just got that out like three weeks ago. Um, I had it for almost four weeks when I got out of the hospital that had a line that goes through, like it goes across your arm and drops into your chest and it's an IV and they come and they change it every 24 hours a nurse came. And I'm still on oral antibiotics, three pills, three times a day for the next five months to make sure that the infection doesn't come back. I had a blood transfusion, more than one in the hospital because I lost so much blood a couple of times after surgery. I mean, it was like when I was in the hospital, I didn't realize how serious it was. Cause I was kind of like in a drug induced, just like I was out of it. I was in so much pain. I was taking medicine that I'd never even heard of until, you know, I was in the hospital. Um, but then once you pull through, they're like telling you how serious it was. And they told me if I'd stayed home one or two more days, I wouldn't be here. So that was like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. It was wow. a wild summer. I f- and now the kids are back in school and I feel like I literally got finished filming laid on the couch the kids got out of school I went to the hospital I got out of the hospital and now everybody's back in school and I'm like what happened that's crazy um... hey there did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. So I've recently got some boots in the mail that I had to try because I'm a boot girl. I love boots, but wow, I'm never going back to Kova's you guys. 
This festival and concert season will be all about the boots and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. Tacova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by our local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather and custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's Tacovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. How did you even mom during that time? I mean, like you're a single mom. Like how did, how is that I even possible? I had, um, well, I have two very, it makes me emotional to talk about. I have two very self-sufficient, you know, one teenager and one sure. teen. Um, we ordered a lot of Postmates. Like when I was home on the couch for that month, it was a lot of Postmates sure. and a lot of Ubering them to wherever they uh, were going to like play dates and yeah. things. They were still in school at first. So they had a driver that would like take them to school and home. And then um, and then when I went to the hospital, my a dear friend of mine just moved into my house mm-hmm. and she just, yeah, she moved in and took care of them for the, for the month that I was there. Man. So it was, and they, I didn't see them because when I was at the house, it got so bad. Like the last few, I mean, time is kind of like a blur now, but like, it was so bad at a point. Like I remember one time, one night they were up making food in the kitchen and I was laying on the sofa and I just couldn't like hold it in. And I was like, like screaming in pain. And I didn't want them to see me like that because, you know, I didn't want to freak them out. Um, but just like reassuring them that I was okay. It was just a back spasm. I was going to go get it checked out, whatever. And then when I went to the hospital, it, it looked even, well, it was worse, but it, and it just looked really bad. I would FaceTime them, but I didn't want them to come up to the hospital to see me. I mean, I had tubes coming out, you know, I had IVs and two in one arm, like sometimes one in my hand and oxygen. And after the surgeries, you have like tubes coming out of you everywhere. And I was like, this would just really freak them out. So I would FaceTime them and like, just pretend like, you know, mm-hmm. it was okay. And we were taking care of it, but I, I really didn't know. I wasn't super scared in the hospital. Like I said, they don't really give you, they give you enough information, like the, uh, what you need to know. But I was so undereducated on like what, how serious this was. Like while I was in it, I was just kind of going through the motions, you know, but afterwards I was like, holy wow. Like that was really really bad. Um, one night I spiked a fever of like, uh, this was, I was supposed to get out of the hospital 
and like the next day and in the middle of the night, I spiked a fever of 105 and like, I'd never even heard of anybody having a fever that high. And that was for like a day I had 105 and then the next day was 104. And then it finally got down to 103. And they had that at that point I got scared because this infection is a sticky infection. So like it's stuck to my spine. A lot of people, it's called osteomyelitis and that's when it attacks the bone. A lot of people, it'll stick to like, it's common, more common, like a foot or like bones in your leg or something, but the spine's like, you know, more serious. Um, but the first thing that they, they checked when they found out it was a bacterial infection was my heart because it's a sticky infection. If it sticks to your heart, it can, you can die um, quickly. And so when I spiked the fever, this is after I'd been in the hospital, like, you know, 26 days or something. And I was like, oh my God, it went to my heart. Cause that's what they thought. Like I was like convulsing, massively sweating, but I was freezing and my blood pressure was like sky high. My heart rate was like out the roof and my temperature was 105. And I was like, I remember laying there like, shit, I haven't seen my kids. Like this is, this could be really bad. And they, it wasn't, it was, I was having like some random strange reaction, very rare reaction to one of the medicines that they had given me. And so I just needed to like get out of my system. <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, my kids were a little bit in the dark about everything. But when I got out of the hospital, I saw my son first. Um, He was in the driveway randomly when I got home and he just like fell into my arms and started weeping. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He was like, I didn't think you were going to come home from the hospital. And I was like, oh, my God. I didn't realize how scared they were. Well, it's also hard because you're the only one. Yeah. And they have this, my daughter's, God, it's emotional. This is wind down. We'll cry, we cry every episode. So if you didn't cry, we wouldn't be doing our job. Like so this is spotting. actually, no. Uh, but my, my daughter, she's a little tougher, I think. Um, or she. We usually are. Well, women are just tougher. But, <laughs> he, yeah, he, but he seemed like he was tougher. Like she seemed more sad, like when I was in the hospital and missed me more and stuff when we would talk. And he seemed to totally just like have it together. And like, I think he was trying to be like the little man of the house, you know? And then, but when he saw mama, he just, and my back really hurt because I just got <laughs> out of hospital. And he, and he's tall. My kid is, my kids are huge. They're both 5'10 and they're 12 and 13. Like, oh, wow. They're, and I'm, and I thought I was like tall for a girl until these kids like, I just look short and he just like fell on me and I was like, oh, it hurts so bad that he was like weeping. And I was like, geez, that must've been so scary. Yeah. But you did such a good job of protecting them too. You know, I think that's yeah. incredible. And it's gotta be really hard. Like you talk about, I mean, this is months, right? So even you have a month in the hospital, but you have months before that. So then all of a sudden you have to like come back to life in the real world, I put it in air quotes because your world to me is so layered and and sometimes not as real as it should be. That's just observing from my sweet little city, you know, my seat in Nashville. But like, tell me how do you transition from like this life altering moment of health, if you have health, you have everything, to moving into filming a season with these people. <laughs> then like, how does well, that even, how do you even move yourself back into your world? 
emotionally. So I'm still, I think that's why I'm so emotional. Like it's been a struggle this. So we stopped filming season six and then I got sick for a month and then I was in the hospital for a month. And now I've been out of the hospital almost a month or no over a month, but it's like, I'm still, I feel like we just stopped filming. Like my world, the whole summer is just a, it's like a chunk of my life just got taken away and like, and it's, I'm still trying to get back. We're not filming yet. We're still on hiatus until I don't know when we haven't been given like a, a shoot date, but you know, we've had photo shoots and interviews and things like that. And it is very strange. Um, I'm still, I'm trying to play catch up to all of the things and all the plans that I had before we stopped filming, but with like this much energy, like <laughs> no energy, I just only was released yesterday. I had a follow-up appointment. I was only released yesterday to lift over, to lift more than five pounds. So like, I can't bend, I can't twist, I can't lift more than five pounds. I, you know, getting in and out of the car, like everything is different. Um, I'm still on antibiotics, which have been like, I've been on, I weaned myself off of massive amount. I'm proud of this. So I want to mention this because this is like a huge situation in the world right now. Narcotic pain. We just talked yeah, we about that last week. Cause we watched that show painkiller and, um, the fact of how it's like people can get so addicted, you know, they weren't addicts before, but then they, when they got hurt from a back pain mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, I was very, cognizant of that when I was in the hospital. And even before I was released, I was trying to already sort of wean myself down, which was impossible because at the time I was, I was getting intravenously. I mean, every like, you know, four to six hours and sometimes, and then every two hours I would take something orally. Like what did they give you for the pain? I had oxycodone. I had Toradol. I had dialotid. I had morphine. I had never heard of dialotted or um toradol mm-hmm. i'd heard of morphine but it was like that's what people get when they like cut their arm off like that's like massive pain and i'd heard of oxycodone because that's like a massively addictive drug when i got out of the hospital i was only on oral painkillers but i was taking like 120 milligrams of oxycodone for about two months straight mm. on top of all this other stuff so I was very aware that like I was going to have to wean myself. I was taking like nine of them a day when I first got to the hospital because I had to because the pain was sure so severe. I mean, I have, you know, I had two spine surgeries. I have metal rods in my back now. One of my vertebrae was replaced with titanium because the infection completely ate through bones in my back. I still have, you know, yesterday I had my follow-up and I had an x-ray. I have a really, my hip is really painful. Um and it's because one of the joints in my hip had infection sitting on it for so long. And it's just, it's just eaten like away. And it's something that there's no physical therapy that's going to make it better. There's no, it's just, he said at some point I may have to go get like a, an injection that will help the pain for like six months, but it's like, it's already, it just hurts. Like it just hurts all day, every day, just like not excruciating, but it's just something I'm having to learn to deal with like these new like pains and, I'm going to be 47 in December. I was already getting a little creaky. <laughs> like <there's, laughs> Wait, December you know, what? 
11. Oh, you're a Sag. Me too. Big Sag yeah. energy. Oh, I, love I love it. it. Well, that's kind of what I'm, I'm curious because, you know, kind of to Kristen's question where it's like, you know, when you do go back filming, it's like, I'm curious, like how your emotions are going to be with that because you, you almost died, you know, everything else you're going through. So it's like, are you kind of going in like just so grateful to be here or, or, or I mean, obviously yes. And is it like, you guys don't even have a, a fucking clue. You know what I mean? Like stop talking yeah. about your Prada bag, your Prada, you know, it's like this, that, and the other, and like coming in, like, you, you know, just like realizing the crap out of them. Yeah. And it's, I feel like I was already kind of like that anyway. So yeah. to be honest, I'm a little bit nervous because, sure. you know, they like the drama on the show and they like the, and I don't give a fuck about this that people argue about. Like, and if, if I want to continue to have, a job <laughs> i have to somewhat you know participate and to participate um and i just don't have the energy the want to and i'm gonna be honest like before i went into the hospital i had had a falling out with my dear friend chrishell like the one i never have had a falling out like this with anybody and um you know we had a misunderstanding it happened kind of during season seven and then it carried on a little bit afterwards a lot afterwards and i felt really really strongly about it like i was so i was done i was done with her i didn't like the way she moved through the situation that we had been in i was just really i was very vocal about it and it was like i really felt strongly about it and then and she had been a really i love chriselle she had been a really dear friend and when i was in the hospital um, she reached out to me and it made me so emotional. Mm -hmm. And I just, I wrote her back and I was like, like in my head, I was like, what the fuck are we even arguing about? Like, yeah. and I just, you know, and we've talked since and we're, we're good, but I'm just like, I don't even think I have one ounce of anything in me that could feed into any of, unless, I mean, I can't even think of what would be a big enough reason to like really give two shit about some of the drama that they but that might be exactly what we need from you. But I feel, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. But again, I, I get the, I get the, the pull that you have to do. Right. Well, I feel like that's always kind of been your personality where you just kind of, you're able to just hold back. That's what I love about you on the show. And I don't know if that is just because of all the trauma, like you said, that you've had, but you've always, or it's because you're a single mama protecting your kids. You know, I don't know, but you've always been able to just hold it back. I just don't. Um, I mean, I just have such low tolerance for things that are unimportant. And, and I think, I mean, a lot of it is probably because I'm a single mom. I have more responsibility, I think, than a lot of people understand. But then also I'm just a very logical human. <laughs> right. I like, I'm <laughs> I feel like I'm very literal and I just feel like I'm kind of level-headed, kind of, unless you trigger me. But I'm like, I just don't, like, I literally look at them sometimes. I'm like, I don't get it. And I don't understand, like, there's disconnects, people, like, read into things, people, and I'm just, like, <laughs> I don't know. Was it's, there someone from the show that really surprised you, like, while you were in the hospital, obviously the Chriselle text, but is there anyone else that you were, you know, kind of like, wow, like, they really showed up as a friend? Because I think when you go through moments mm -hmm. like that, you really realize, like, who your friends are when you were at your lowest low. Yeah, I mean, we're all pretty close, to be honest. Well, not all of us. <laughs> Obviously, like, Chriselle and Nicole weren't, aren't buddies. But, um, <laughs> no. <yeah. laughs> Did, 
didn't get that one at all watching less. And I'm like, who cares yeah. if she did or didn't? Like, wait, guys, I just stop. I was like, I was like, I'm, I've got. I was like, okay, so maybe she did do drugs. Well, who cares? Just get it. Like, who cares? Hey, want to go out and just do drugs? So I, <laughs> I know. Doing all the drugs. I'll do them yeah. So but, true. It was just, I wasn't there. I wasn't in Palm Springs because. I, <laughs> Because Jesus loves you and kept you away from Palm Springs. (laughs) Or does Jesus not love Nicole? Because somebody needed to stand up Uh, for her. Like, I would have been. True. I was mortified. I watched it when everybody else saw the show because my back was already hurting when we got the the teaser Mm -hmm. or the trailers. Is that what they're called? Whatever, the screeners. Um, And I couldn't watch it because I was in so much pain. This was after filming and I was home. And so I watched it when the world saw it. And I was like, I wanted to go back in time, jump through the television and be in Palm Springs and be like, what the literal fuck? I was so mortified. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. It was explained to me very differently than how it went down. It was like explained very differently. Oh, interesting. Oh, interesting. Um, That's interesting to me. (laughs) Everybody um, is, you know, I'm really close to a lot of people in the office, but I will say, for somebody who lives so far away from, you know, I was at Cedar Sinai in Beverly Hills. Um, Chelsea, like wow. we're close, but like, she was at the hospital multiple times, you know, and she lives in um, Manhattan Beach. So it's not like, and she's, she, mm-hmm. she's a mama too. Like she's got two little ones, like two and I think maybe three and two. I don't know how old they are now, but they're babies. So I was, I was not surprised because I do love her so much, but it was like, it was really cool that she came up to the hospital so many times and like she brought me like pajamas so I just kept staying longer and longer and I was like running out of clothes they don't do your laundry at the hospital so you're just like you know and I refused to wear that gown it was just not because I'm a fashionista I mean I like fashion but it was just so uncomfortable and I just made it feel so much more hospitally I feel like they've made those gowns by the way I didn't tell you girls this but I went to Centennial and and you did I was wondering how it went uh, how did you know anyways but I have your calendar no oh no oh. I went like at nighttime after a date oh no did not I didn't tell anyone I was so embarrassed I'm, pr- no. I'm pregnant so I had a little like I didn't no, no, I was no. just like super embarrassed or whatever so I didn't tell anyone but the, the lady's like, here, put on the gown. And I'm like, and I'm, I'm in there and I'm like, there's so many new buttons on these gowns. And I'm like, I don't know. Does my head go through this on one or right this one? Or like, it's yeah, it's like, like origami, like hospital gown origami. <laughs> so I just stood there naked, opened the door. I was like, I don't know which button goes to which arm. <laughs> so or like, can I, I just like, be naked? Just put this on me. <laughs> I peeked my head out of the curtain last time and I was like, can y'all just come in? I need like major help. I don't know what I'm doing. And you're going to come in here and I'm going to have it. I know. Um, PJ sounds anyways, way better. Yeah, if so. you lay in the bed, it gets all stuck and you can't like put- <laughs> You have, a, you have like a string up your butthole. Like, like we're never lounging <laughs> in a dress at home anyway. So why are they putting us in a dress there? It's weird. A half With dress. No back. It's, it's not even a real, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, yeah, and the man. The beds are super uncomfortable. I actually ended up at the end of, at by the end of my stay- I kept calling it my hotel room for some reason. Maybe I was just dreaming. <laughs> you, were, you were on a lot of drugs, to be fair. Yeah, I was on a lot of drugs. It was the most expensive hotel room I've ever oh. stayed in with the crappiest food service. Um, but my friend Jules came and he like redecorated my room. He was like, he's a gay guy and he's like very over the top. And he was like, this is disastrous. <laughs> like, oh. 
And he like put artwork up and he brought me like this giant inflatable. I don't even think this was legal for the hospital. <laughs> to let me have it. But it was like, I think they just, I'd been there for so long. It was like a queen size, massive blow up bed that he put next to my hospital bed. And like these star lights that like illuminated on the ceiling Aww. that played like meditation music and a candle warmer that smelled really good. <laughs> like the nurses would come in and be like, you need to this. Like, this is dope in here. Um, but yeah, I just, I ended up moving from the hospital bed, like the last week and a half that I was there to this massive blow up mattress on the floor because oh the hospital gosh. beds were so uncomfortable. Mm. I was just over it. <laughs> they like ruin you. Those beds ruin you. Think yeah. about doing it after a baby for like three days after a C-section and how bad that seems. Oh. And then to have to do it for a month. month. No I way. Oh. My tailbone's still broken from my birth three months ago. Like, my spine was what hurt and like the bed just Ooh, like yeah. dropped you. Mm. Uh. It was, so it was awful. Now anyway. looking back on everything that you have gone through, what do you think is your biggest um kind of like what do you say to yourself like to kind of I don't know say I don't want to say like because obviously you're you're incredibly strong, but like what is your biggest takeaway from all of this? Um I've actually been having I, I I keep saying I'm emotional, but I have, I've been, maybe I'm PMSing. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a normal. Well, it's a lot, girl. You've, you've literally have been carrying a lot for your whole life too. Not just like the last year. I, yeah. 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 And I also, I have a friend right now who's very sick. Um, and I'm like, I just like, feel like I just got a second chance at life. Mm. And then I'm simultaneously watching my dear friend, not like she's she has stage four cancer, like in mm. three parts of her body, 26 years old, beautiful, like supermodel, like the most amazing soul. And like, she's like, I'm like watching her die. And I'm like, I don't know. It's weird. I'm like, okay, I feel really blessed and really grateful and really lucky. But what the fuck on the other hand, like, why is this happening to this person? And I feel really, uh, I don't know. I feel like I, I, I've got to do more. (laughs) I feel like, um, I wouldn't have gone through all of this stuff and then come out like still happy and jolly and Amanda, if I wasn't supposed to do something huge with it. And like, I know I'm doing okay things and like I have a platform and we're on this show and that doesn't feel like that's not it for me. It never has been in my head. And I'm like, okay, I just really need to like bust my ass right now and figure out how to get to what that next big thing is because I wasn't just brought through all of this to be on and look I love selling sunset I'm not trying to like diminish its glory at all but that's not the platform that I'm gonna like go out on (laughs) like I feel like I need to really continue to like you know cultivate like my motivational speaking and like all of the big plans that I have to inspire people. And like, I just feel like there's no way that I've been put through all this and then come out shiny and new on the other side. If I wasn't supposed to somehow share my experience and give people hope and help others be able to do the same and not give up in the midst of it all. So it's just kind of lit a fire under my butt, except for I can't move fast enough right now to do as much about it as I want to. So, um, but yeah, I think it's just, it's just another one of those things. Like, I'm going to be honest, like, I guess I'm just kind of a hard head. I don't think I, I would have worked as hard as I have 
before my children's father disappeared. Mm. Like that lit a fire under my ass, mm-hmm. you know, because I was like, now I cannot fail. Mm. Like it is on me. I have to do the most. And I'm some part of me is like, like, I guess maybe I needed that to to get myself to the potential that I know that I could be. And then here's this thing. And it's like, whoo, maybe I needed that to light a fire under me to get to the next, you know, step of where I'm supposed to be. There's a lot more inside of me and I just got to figure out how to like, how to get it out there to the world. Well, Amanda, thank you for just being so open, authentic, sharing your story. And just, I mean, I want to like, I want to give you a hug. I want to sit with you. Like you're just, you're an incredible woman. So thank you for, for coming on here and just sharing well, your words. I want to hug you too, because you have a baby in your belly. And I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> come to Nashville and come hang out with us for a minute. <laughs> oh, I would love to. That sounds so good. Like just humbling and like, yeah, School just get cozy it. with us, girl. Anytime, girl. Whatever Anytime. opposite selling sunsets is is what we're up to. So just come in and let us love on you. Like I'm from cozy. It's probably not much different. Michigan. Than when I home Michigan girls right here. Yeah. Yeah. There That's you why go. you're so cool though. The Midwest girls. Midwest girls are just different. <laughs> we we do it different. We hustle harder. I think so too. I, I said something Sorry, to Kat. somebody that okay. like Midwest okay. people, like you could I can meet a serial killer and be like, Midwest. But if they were from the Midwest, I'll be like, <laughs> you nice. must have had a good reason. <laughs> Girl, please come so to Nashville and let us love on you less I aggressively because of your sweet back and we can just be together. <laughs> that would be awesome. Right. Does anybody need your house decorated or anything? I would lo- I'll come. And- Girl, ah, I'm moving into my new house. Nursery? I'm moving into my new house in two days. So two, do you do baby nursery? I'll decorate your baby. Let's nursery. go. Let's go. Oh my God. It'd be amazing. Yeah. I love it. Okay. I'll, I'll DM you. Okay. All right, girlfriend. Oh, I love you. All right. Love right. you so much. Bye, Thank bye. you, friend. Bye. Okay. Girl. Bye, honey. Hey there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. So I've recently got some boots in the mail that I had to try because I'm a boot girl. I love boots, but wow, I'm never going back to Kova's you guys. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots and to is your stop before attending your next concert. Tacova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. 
All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by our local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather and custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's tacovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. Oh my gosh. I, I can't. I can't imagine. Guys, I Can she love... be our best friend? She already is. <laughs> I know. Do you know how many people we like kind of force into friendship? I know. I, I totally slid into Tiffany's DMs too. I was like, girl, anytime Ooh. you're back in Nashville, she's like, oh, I definitely would love to. We'll is she going to be know. our friend? That's I'm a... always like, Jana, make them our friend. Make them our friend. <laughs> but I just, I, I love her. her. I can't imagine everything. Oh, all that. And she's a lot. Crazy. You know, mm-hmm. and I think it's hard too. This is one thing. And I know we've talked about this a bit, but like I am just, I think we all are similar-ish, but- like, I don't ask for help when I need it, hardly ever. And then I feel like when I do, it's it's hard to rely on people. And so I can't imagine being in a position where I literally cannot help my kids and have to rely on people to help me. And like, what a, I mean, it's just like a piece of you when you're that when we're when you're wired the way we're wired, that's its own morning too. you know, tricky, yeah. layered. Yeah, she had to figure it out. She's amazing. Uh, um, do we get to talk about your <laughs> emergency visit? <laughs> you had an emergency visit. That's what she was saying. I thought you meant you were touring the hospital. That's what I. I meant. did. We did tour the hospital. But what's the other I visit? Wasn't gonna tell you brought anybody. it. Up. I know, but I was like, y'all are welcome. But I didn't. I wasn't tell. gonna let that go. Yeah, because I was embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed. I've gone. I feel like twice. I wasted my one. <laughs> you don't get any more. That's how that yeah. works when you're no. pregnant. I went in don't a week think before I went way. in to have the baby. Do you remember? Yeah. I was contracting. But like you're, you're like way, you were way closer. To but it please don't feel that way in case something happens. I'm afraid you're going to be like, well, I already had my one. I can't go. I yeah, what are these to... rules you create for yourself? <laughs> again, I don't want to inconvenience Alan if I have to. We have to oh, like, Lord. again, okay. well, I know, which is like so silly because we had Because just... you're pregnant with this baby. I need to say that out loud. I never inconvenient. You're never inconvenient. Oh, oh, that's not like, inconvenient because like, you're pregnant with this baby. Right. I know, but I just felt I I felt stupid. I felt like it was a waste of time. No. Again, they go back well, to like what I've talked about. That it was a waste. Right. Of time. But but yes. So we were on a uh, we were doing a double date with um, one of our neighbors, and uh, I had so I'm used to the round ligament pain. Yeah. Get that. I know that. But I had stabbing. I mean, like it was like someone was taking a knife to the middle of my belly button. And mm-hmm. I was like, I had never felt that pain before. So I was like, 
I like, I like, oh, like, I was like, this is, this is, that's new. And it scared me. And it happened like every, it was like 30 seconds to a minute, like mm-hmm. at least like four or five times. We were already downtown and I texted Dr. Norman and I was like, I'm having stabbing pains in my belly button. And again, that was my first text to her ever that I've had her number. So like, it was, <laughs> like I, I felt like I wasted that too. So no. I was like, I know. So I was just like, and, Maybe. She's, no, I'm kidding. and no, she no, goes, kidding. go to the yeah. hospital. Yes. Um, Cause that doesn't, that doesn't sound right. Yeah. But then it started to stop. Right. So then it was like not as bad. So then I'm like, well, Alan, just because we're going to go there. They're going to say it's fine. And then he's like, well, what do you want to do then? And I'm like, well, let's just go. And then I was like, well, I don't know though. Cause what if it is something, you know, then you start to think, yeah. well, what if it is something? It's, Cause I've never felt this. Like, I yeah. don't, this is not what I've ever felt before. So then we ended up, he's like, I'm going to make the decision for you and we're going. Attaboy. So I was just like, okay. And in my mind, I'm like, thank you. Cause yeah. I would have said, just go home. Right. And so then we're there. And so I was having contractions. Oh, wow. That's what I was going to say. I had the same pain. I had never felt that before. I don't know if it's the third or what. I had never felt it either. But I honestly, BF, like, and anybody else that's listening, you have to pay attention. The smallest things can be the biggest things. And we just have to go in. And you know what? None of those health, I've worked on the, I work on the nonprofit side with Dr. Norman and that whole team. Mm -hmm. None of them are ever tired of us being cautious about our bodies and babies' bodies, period. You can never, maybe you could text her too much, but we get <laughs> that was my that first time. time. That was my first time. Though. Yeah, yeah. You can never reach out enough. You can never check enough. Like yeah, the absolutely. tiniest things are the biggest things. And that just makes you a good mom. So you need to get in. I mean, we've done this three times. Yeah. That's where but I got. You, and you hadn't had contractions. Uh, did you have contractions with? With Jolie. Jolie? Yeah, I did. Yeah, but that was went in. Yeah, seven, yeah, yeah. almost eight years I mean, ago. Yeah, so I don't say, really remember. I wouldn't know if I had it. because I. But yeah, it's yeah. different. I think, too, because our bodies grow differently. It's the third time. So there's something that stretches differently, too. Yeah. It's weird. But I was contracting, too. And I said, well, is this like Braxton Hicks? Because I had never had that Same. before. Yeah. And she said, no, it's early labor. But yeah. this could go on for months. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because I was at that time only 28 (laughs) weeks. I know. So she's like, yeah, we saw a contraction on the on the thing. And I was like, well, that's then that. Yeah, that's that. So I was like, well, at least I was like, so I walk out again. I always have to have a reason for something going in (laughs) so that it's not an inconvenience. I was like, see, I was having contractions. He's like, Jenna, even if you weren't, it's (laughs) okay. (laughs) I know. I know. I did too. I was like, do you see that print (laughs) (laughs) I go, do you see that printout? That's a contraction. That definitely is when they said it. But I I also, I'll say this because it's a new hospital to both of us. I also enjoyed that I had a dry run and I knew where to go. It made me take a little ease too because the last thing you need to do is be like wandering around. Well, yeah. So anyways, that was that. Well, I'm but, proud um, of you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. and, and I'm then, more proud of Alan, but what? I'm proud of you. I know. I love the fact that he um, said that. But no, the the Kim Kardashian thing on the side note, I was like, oh my gosh, what happened? Wait, what Because she had you fetal mean, surgery. Um, Courtney. Courtney. Sorry, I didn't mean to say Kim. Mm-hmm. Courtney. Courtney. Yeah. Scary. So scary. What happened? I'm out of the loop. She had a fetal sur- surgery. So I was just like, oh my God. Uh, and then it just starts to, then I, I start know. reading what, what does that mean? Cause I right. never knew you could have, well, I think the just, baby there could be been, different. So she things. must be under a certain, cause I'm like, well, there could be weak. certain things. Yeah. yeah that could happen. But, well, and she's I, an older mom too. So they're just cautious about <gasps> us too. Anyways. Okay. Well, good episode. Glad you're well. Love you guys. And oh, we'll yeah. see you next week in the new house. Yeah. Bye. 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 Claim comic 
Alex Ryder and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.